This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Down the bitch gang. Yay. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome to this NBA Finals edition of Five on the Floor Live. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. With me on tonight's post-game show, we have Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket on Twitter. And then also Brady Hawk will be sliding in here any moment um, and you you can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. So he, he should be arriving shortly. Uh, we will be recapping game one of the NBA finals, which did not go the Miami Heat's way. There were a lot of things we're going to dissect. I think uh, we know that there are some pretty loud things we can look at in terms of the way Jimmy Butler played. And we're going to talk about that as well as the way they defended Bam out of bio had a great game, lots of stuff to get into. So we're going to talk about it all. But before we do, want to tell you about the lead sponsor of every single one of our post-game shows for all of our playoff run, and that is A Aggressive Insurance, insurancebylanette.com. Y'all know her. She's the biggest Heat fan that's always watching our shows. A Aggressive Insurance is an insurance broker agency that's been serving servicing all of South Florida for over 15 years, offering auto insurance, homeowners, condo insurance, life insurance, also retirement programs, free notary service to all their clients, 954-581-8800. That's the number. If you have a bad driving record, no problem. No driver is refused. A Aggressive Insurance, 954-581-8800. The website is insurancebylanette.com. That's with two N's and two T's. A Aggressive Insurance. Check out Lynette. And she's probably in the comments. What's up to her? Uh, as we go live and Brady Hawk is now here. That was rough. There were moments where it felt helpless. And there were moments where I didn't feel as helpless. Actually, early, I felt like they could, that it was going Miami's way to a degree when things were in the seven to nine point range. And then, you know, the shooting just never came around in Boston, or Boston, listen to me, program from the last round. Denver started doing things on offense uh, and he just couldn't stop them. You know where we're starting, though. We're starting with Jimmy Butler. This was a weird game from him. 38 minutes, 6 of 14 from the field. Seven rebounds, seven assists. So he did some of those other things. But I think people expected him to be a little bit more aggressive, I think. Would be one thing. 14 field goal attempts. And also, I just think there was a lot of passing out of what maybe people thought he could rise up and take some shots. Um Brady, I'll start with you. What was your take on what we saw from Jimmy Butler tonight? I haven't had a chance to check out your takeaways on 5 Go there for all your 
uh, free sports content, including Brady Hawk's takeaways. But what was your takeaways on Jimmy Butler tonight? So it's funny. He comes out the gates and he looks aggressive. <laughs> like right to start the game, he gets an offensive rebound, turns it into a baseline jumper. He has a pull-up three, and it was like, okay, you're getting this version of Jimmy tonight. It was like pretty good sign. Uh, and we just didn't see much after that. Like it felt like there was – uh, as a team, and I know we'll get into this from a team aspect, but it, the, it ties into the Jimmy thing. They were settling for a lot of deep twos and pull-up jumpers because the shot's there, uh, which is okay. Like, you're getting a clean look, I guess. But there becomes a point in the game where you can't just keep settling for the same pull-up jumper over and over. Uh, you have to start getting to the basket. And that's when when you look at the, the number uh, that they had two free throws, it's like, this isn't one of those things where it's like, okay, they're not getting calls. It's like, no, they're not putting themselves in a position to get a call because they're not driving to the basket and not even to embracing contact. And the reason I bring that up is because that's what comes back to the Jimmy aspect. Like Jimmy needs to be able to uh, control the game around the rim. And this is a team that does not is not elite with rim protection, especially if you run your motion sets correctly. Uh, you can get certain matchups and everything like that. So uh, I just feel like they didn't look for, for that enough in this game. And it, it hurts because – some of these games, when you have Jimmy play like this, it's like, oh, okay, well, they shot 40% from three. When you don't have that as well, this is even louder on Jimmy's part. So uh, it's kind of the opposite of what we usually do. We're usually talking about Jimmy in the BAM case, and then BAM is usually in Jimmy's place in these games, and they right. actually flipped. Uh, but, yeah, they. this is one of those things we're going to talk about their shooting. We're going to talk about their defense. But I'm glad you started there because they need more from Jimmy Butler. This is the finals. This is the the – where you're supposed to lay everything out there. And I know it's game one and it's only one game. And that's why you're not overly worried about this type of game. But you, at, this is the point of the season where Jimmy Butler needs to be the t peak version of himself. Uh, so there's definitely time that you need to, I guess, regroup for game two, because that was not enough. I wholeheartedly agree. There was also a whole lot of not enough from Caleb Martin and Max Struess, uh, but there was more than enough from Bam Adebayo. So there, it was an interesting game from that dynamic as you had so many guys that were not playing well. And you would think maybe Jimmy would think that, or I would think, excuse me, as I'm stumbling on my words, that maybe that would prompt Jimmy to put his cape on and play ball. And it, you just didn't see that tonight. And so that was a weird development in this game and something that I'll be looking forward to in game two. Uh, Alex, what, what was your takeaways? Cause so it was basically Jimmy. And then the biggest thing after that, from, I guess, most of the, the perspective of fans, although this kind of leveled out as I'm looking at it here at the end, the three point shooting was really bad. It was putrid. I'm going to use that adjective for most of the game. And now it got up to 33%, which actually was better than Denver's 29.6% from, from three. So that's disconcerting in an 11 point loss. What, what did you see from, from Miami's base defense? I'm using air quotes for the audio heads on our uh, podcast feed. Alex, what did you see from Miami's defense that you liked and disliked against Denver and what amounts for Miami is now kind of a feel out game to some degree as they, you know, try to reload for game two. Well, I think as far as their defense, I thought they did a pretty bad job in that first half, you know, just first and foremost, there was so many easy looks for the Nuggets in the first half. And that's exactly what you didn't want to see happen was Jokic get going as a passer and just creating these extremely high percentage looks for guys. Some of it was, you know, unfortunate cross match cross matches in semi transition. You know, guys like Gabe Vincent getting switched on to Aaron Gordon and he was able to take advantage every time. Jokic so did a great job of like waiting for him to seal, 
um, you know, kind of throwing it in the right position. And they're just, it's just so obvious to anybody watching that these guys know how to play with each other very, very well. Um, I think they had a hard time um, guarding the Jokic-Murray or any sort of Jokic-Murray action, whether pick and roll or handoff. I just felt like um, Murray was able to get a little bit of a runway every time. And so um, that that would lead to overreactions from Bam. And it just feels like they might have to end up sending a third guy there to handle those actions. I'm not sure what the, the right move is. It would obviously have to be off of a shooter. I mean, excuse me, off of a non-shooter like Aaron Gordon or Bruce Brown. But, you know, even Bruce Brown made some tonight and was hitting you uh, with floaters. But like you said, um, for as bad as the heat shot from three, ended up making five more overall <laughs> than the Nuggets. I know most of it ended up happening in the fourth quarter. That's when the threes really started to fall. But, yeah, it is disconcerting because um, it felt like they were in, you know, they, they were in control the whole game because of, their crisp, smooth offense, and that's kind of what this whole thing was about, right? Coming in was the stylistic differences and who can kind of win their style of play and impose their style of play more often. You know, the Nuggets clearly did that tonight. Like, they looked like the best offense in the NBA. They kind of got whatever they wanted. And, you know, even though, I, you know, we both agree that Bam did a very good job on Jokic and that wasn't the problem, um, he still went eight of twelve. He still diced you up as an, as a playmaker. He still got all the rebounds and like it's like what do you do? And so yeah. to me the answer is guard everybody else better. And it's just so much easier said than done because when the Heat's offense is that bad, and like I mentioned, most of their you know three point shots weren't falling until the fourth quarter. Um, they also shot it you know very very poorly from the mid range, which has been contrary to what they've done for most of the season. You know they shot twelve of thirty eight from there. And then on top of that, the Nuggets are just getting all this stuff at the rim, um, getting easier uh, stuff because of the extra transition looks, because of your bad half-court offense. Kind of everything went wrong today because I'm a little bit worried about Jimmy, and I'm worried about how they kind of contain these guys going forward. That's a really great point um, because when you look around at the entire roster, you really got diced up by Jokic. Um, with the passing and Jamal Murray was on track. Aaron Gordon got all those uh, basically free points underneath the basket. Um, and I thought it was interesting also as Denver kind of kept Miami at bay. They, you know, got up by 17, 19 and Miami started to chip away. They were within striking distance of being in striking distance and then being in striking distance again and again, shout out to donut Dan on playback for that reference. Uh, they only lost by 11, though, and I'm looking at this here, and you're seeing guys like Jamal Murray play 44 minutes, and then you look over at the minute at the minute distribution for Miami, and I wonder if after the two games here they're going to be able to settle into maybe um, a tighter rotation, and this is where I'm taking us now. I want to talk about Haywood Highsmith because that was a really interesting – development in this game everybody wanted to see him late in the boston series you got to see him tonight and he had uh i mean as good a finals debut as you could ask from haywood highsmith seven to ten from the field 18 points in 23 minutes brady i'll come to you on this one do you think am i overreacting to say that they could change the starting lineup in game two question mark and just in the rotation in general, I think that we have arrived at a place where it appears as if Haywood Highsmith needs to play 
significant minutes. And especially if Max and Caleb are going to look weird like this, I don't know that I expect that from both of them in every game. Although Max looked particularly um, rushed tonight. He looked like he was just too pumped up, but Brady, do you think that there could be any lineup considerations? We saw no Kevin love. What are your thoughts on what Spolstra may do in terms of adjustments with lineups in game two? So I don't know if they're going to change the starting lineup, but it's not crazy to throw out there, I'll say. Like, in terms of the Highsmith thing, uh, before he even got in an offensive rhythm, the thing I put on Twitter earlier was, like, Haywood Highsmith needs to play more minutes, and it's just for the sole reason that he would probably did the best job on Jamal Murray by far for, for anybody. Like, Alex was getting into the, the Jamal Murray-Yokic pick and roll, which is probably the number one thing that they obviously have to deal with. Like, that is just such a tough combo. But there's not a correct answer to it. Like, there's, like, they went over on the screen. There's a pull-up. They go under. He's going to take the three. If they do, if Bam plays higher, it's Jokic playmaking in the middle of the lane. So there's like, it's such a deadly combo that there's not really a correct answer to it. But Highsmith just does such a good job on Jamal Murray and staying attached to him in a way that, that we just didn't see from the other guys where it's like, that guy needs to play more. And then offensively, he's just a good uh, asset to, to in their half court sets because he's just sitting there just di- only diving and cutting back door. And it just feels like he's just getting behind the defense for what they do. And I know the big kind of my main takeaway heading into the series was about Bam and the four on threes. Like if Bam gets the ball in the lane and he has to make decisions, uh, he's going to have an advantage. And we saw that in this game because Heisman just kept sneaking back door and he kept finding him in those little slots. So it's like uh, he's a guy that's definitely going to be utilized. It's a guy when we were talking X factors, we probably should have brought up a little bit more because he's just seems pretty important for the series. He was even I'm I'm mentioning uh, him guarding Jamal Murray. He was guarding uh, Jokic a lot of plays too. Like they, he's just a versatile player, and obviously that's not a matchup you want to see often. But it's like they can mix things up in that way. Uh, and if he's hitting the threes, and that's why Kyle Lowry at the start of the fourth is why the three point shooting went up the the number. But hey, when Highsmith late in the fourth quarter is the reason why that percentage got a little uh, got changed up for the for the better. But it's if he's hitting those shots, yeah, he's he. We're having a total different discussion. I don't know if that's going to be sustainable. But the stuff on the defensive side of the ball, 100% is. So it's like that guy needs to play as much as possible. I know we're talking like, yeah, they need to throw size out there. It's like, oh, size, size, size. But you also need the correct size because Cody Zeller has size. And that's not a great (laughs) – those aren't great minutes right now. Like we know that. So it's like uh, it's a question mark of like what what direction you want to go in. And Haywood Eisman feels like that correct direction right now. Agree. And I think that they'll play more of him. Uh, I really was really surprised Kevin Love didn't get a look tonight. I'm wondering if he's not really ailing with, um, with, you know, the injury. What, what exactly was it? Is this his back right now that he's dealing with? Um, back contusion or something like that? I could be wrong. Um, so that that's an interesting thing that we're going to watch. Uh, but let's uh, talk about one of our other great sponsors. And this is one that's a big Heat fan. Uh, if you need mortgage, you go to mortgagebyarash.com. Why do you do that? Because he will get you a quick purchase covered. Competitive rates, down payment options as low as 3%, fast closings, most in less than 20 days. Credit scores starting at 620. First time home, boner, home, <laughs> home buyer programs available. Uh, borrow assistance programs available to help with down payments and closing costs. You need to go to 
mortgagebyarash.com. That's mortgagebyarash.com or call 954-651-2057. Again, that's 954-651-2057. Big Heat fan, mortgagebyarash.com. So we talked about Haywood Ismith as an adjustment. What the hell was wrong with Max Struess and Caleb Martin, Alex? Like this was a particularly weird game from them too. Is it just as simple with Max as that the threes weren't dropping and just he becomes to a degree non-functional when that starts to go around? Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks, and I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard so better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. It means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Awry. Um, and then what is your take on this no Kevin Love stuff? Because that's where I was going before the break there. Uh, and so I'm interested to, to hear your perspective on why they're not playing Kevin Love. Yeah, the Max thing is just unfortunate. And I forgot to mention at the top of the show, excuse me for my voice. I'm like very, very sick. And um, it's gotten worse since I've done playback. Um, so uh, pardon me there. But just as far as Struz, it's very unfortunate, man. Like he's got to keep shooting. Um, he got a lot of wide open looks and just missed them. I know it's kind of cliche, but that's really what happened. Like he got some great looks out there that they were setting him up with and he missed. And then as far as Kevin Love, give me one second. As far I'm battling right now. Sorry, I'm I'm battling. Game, Alex on the really cough attacks. No, I'm I'm really pausing to mute and 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 cough. But as far as Kevin Love, I, I want to see how it looks. Um, not that that'll solve anything. Uh, I just think if you're gonna play a backup five out there, I would go with Love. I'd rather have the shooting option. I feel like they're not making Jokic um, come out and cover ground that much, especially like in those minutes where Zeller was. Um, guarding Jokic and you know like I said on the other side um, 
he's just not a scoring threat whatsoever. He was just planted in the paint. If you have love out there, I think that, that'll be better for the Heat's offense at least because I don't think there's a big gap between the two defensively. So I'll be in on that. And as far as Highsmith, oh, my God, I'm so in on him. Play him 40 minutes, start him, do whatever you have to do. But, no, in all seriousness, I, I don't think he'll start. But, man, he is he's clearly in for for a Major. bigger role. Even if this is just like a one game, you know, the only game where he scores like this, I just think he's the defense play. was amazing. And the fact that they were able to put together that run towards the end with the zone of all things because of having Highsmith and Gabe up there was just incredible. And in or out the zone, he's just an incredible defender. And what he did on Murray was awesome. I would play him more for sure. So, um, honestly, coming off of this first game, I am not as disconcerted. Like it's, it didn't, it didn't end up being or looking as bad as it felt at times th- throughout the game. Ultimately, I don't feel like this team completely overwhelmed Miami. The rebounding battle ended up being 45-43 to Denver. That's pretty damn. I mean, you're playing them to a draw on the glass. Like it really, to me. If this team had shot better from the start, gotten more confident, they wasted a great bam out of bio game. 26, 13 of 25 from the field. I saw a comment slide through here about missing easy shots around the rim, the rim and stuff like that. He, he played great tonight. 13 rebounds, five assists, only one turnover. Um, played Jokic really well for portions of the game. I think that there's things to build off of there. I liked Kyle Lowry's minutes. I'm looking for the positives because I do not think that today's game was some sort of death sentence for the Miami Heat. I've got one for you. They they took 17 more field goal attempts than the Nuggets, if I'm doing my math right here. So, you know, they won the possession game. And that, you know, as we look for things to build upon, I think is one that uh, is is one to look towards. Brady, what other things for game two are you kind of just – initial thoughts because we'll probably have to talk about this for a couple days so don't go don't go with all your ammunition but as we look ahead here a little bit the biggest adjustments you would make brady hawk what would they be well i'll say number one in terms of just carrying it a game two and like having a good feeling after this game or, or trying to have some type of good feeling is to your point i felt like they did have uh great shots like it was literally like from the start of this game to you know, till they took their guys out at the end, it was like they kept getting the shots they wanted. They had open looks. You mentioned the the, the outer guys like Max Schroes. Like not only was he like 0 for 10 at that point, but man, a lot of his threes were like wide open. And it was like different guys that you, they, it was the shots that you want. And I guess if there was an adjustment, it kind of goes back to the thing I said earlier, like with just that feels like my main adjustment would be. And I'm sure that's going to be at the top of their list heading into game two is that, yeah, we'll take the pull up twos because that's an open shot. But we need to, need to attack the basket because not only do you need to attack a lack of rim, uh, rim protection, not only do you want to get better looks inside the paint, but you also want to go at Jokic. Like as much as we talk about like getting not wanting Bam to get in foul trouble guarding Jokic, how about you try to get Jokic in foul trouble by going at him in the pick and rolls and not just reacting to what he's doing? If you kind of play in that range, now you're not the team that's reacting to them. They have to react to you, and it's. That's why I go back to the start of this where we talk about Jimmy Butler. He can set the tone there. It's not about, yeah, Gabe Vincent can get to the rim, but that, that's not the guy you want setting the tone there. It's Jimmy Butler that has to do that. And then all of a sudden, then you're they get in the flow and their shots start falling. Uh, 
But also, I'm not even playing the altitude thing, but it was like, man, all their shots were short. Like, they weren't even like, they, they were just so short on so they many were. of them. And it was like, and I'm not saying the altitude. It's also the fact that, you know, they've been having the rest versus rust conversation. And it was like, yeah, it's a team that will just play a seven-game series probably too. We could throw that in the mix. But, yeah, that would be one adjustment. They have to get to the rim more because uh, you just can't rely, I guess, on, on outside shooting to this degree uh, at this point in the, in, in the se- season. I think that one really good point that was brought up is that Miami needs to try to get to what they like. It felt like Denver controlled the tempo of this game throughout. It was never Miami dictating the pace of the game. And so I think that that is some, you know, if we're looking for places that they need to start, that's one place. And I think shooting and Jimmy being aggressive has a lot to do with their offense looking right and them firing on all cylinders. I do also think that there's a chance we see Tyler Hero in game two. I was told that they're basically he's ready to go, and it's just a matter of them deciding when they want to insert him into the, uh, you know, net, into the right game in the right moment. So it could be game two. I think that the the coverage that we saw from uh, Denver tonight on Gabe Vincent was probably informative on what Tyler hero could be able to do against this team on offense. And they need every bit of ammunition they can get. So maybe that could be another thing to look forward to, but they also need to clean up the defense. They need more than bam and they need more than Haywood Highsmith. Uh, I really Caleb Martin can't look like he um, is not no longer athletic and no longer able to get above the rim. Uh, for too much of this series. So I think that those are things I'm looking at. Uh, let's go. I'm going to tell you about one more of our sponsors before we close here with a few comments. Cause I thought there were some great ones that did come through. Uh, so we do want to read some of those. I'm telling you about one of our favorite sponsors here at five reasons sports network. And that's water cleanup of Florida. Do you have a water leak and can't find where it's coming from? Call water cleanup of Florida at 954-579-0356 for immediate assistance. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, George, and their team are prepared to handle all types of leak detection issues 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. After the leak has been located and repair, Water Cleanup of Florida will then clean, dry, and fully restore the damaged area. Service areas include Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach County. You're seeing the website right now. That's WCUFL.com. 954-579-0356. Call Michael anytime. That's his personal cell, 954-579-0356. Or you can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Check out more than 75 five-star reviews on Google. Water cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. Alex, final thoughts, and then we're going to take some um, comments. I just wanted you to get the chance for any low-hanging fruit in terms of adjustments for game two quickly uh i'm not really sure that there are any like i I said before i would definitely play highsmith more i'm not sure what you do about the starting lineup i don't have a solid answer there that i feel good about um you know i said like i said before you know i would try out the kevin love thing whether as a starter or not just for little points of time see just to see how it looks get some info about it of course i you know you trust Bo, you give him the benefit of the doubt um but those are the ones that stick out to me. And then what Bernie was talking about before is really important, just winning the battle at the rim or just containing it because the Nuggets, like I mentioned in the preview pod, got the second most attempts at the rim, you know, in their offense. And then on defense gave up, I believe the fifth or sixth most, something like that. 
I just don't think the Heat really took advantage of that enough. And a lot of it had to do with Jimmy. I think contain them on the other end at the rim. And then on the offensive end, you you just got to make them come out to space and guard more. Like, excuse me again, um, I'm battling here. But, you know, they were reacting to the way that Jokic was guarding out there. And, you know, Bam played incredibly out of those four on threes. And Jimmy, like a lot of times it felt like he was – um, kind of overpassing a little bit. I know some of them were the right decisions, but you've got to be able to beat. Like if Jimmy is not able to um, not turn the corner, but be able to get past Jokic in that four on three coverage and, and try to force another rotation, like he's got to be able to do stuff like that. It can't all just be, you know, he there's a pick and roll and then he tries to get in there. Um, they kind of show the extra body and he passes out every time. I, I think it gets a little bit too predictable. He has to try to beat the coverage and, make them rotate another time. But all of this is is easier said than done. It's not like they weren't trying to do these things. And, yeah, it's game one. You kind of get a whole game to collect the types of shots that they, you know, that they're going to get to, the types of looks they're going to get to. You dodged a lot of bullets tonight with Michael Porter shooting. I feel like he missed some good ones. And, yeah, um, I don't think the threes were the biggest problem. I mean, they were a big problem through the first three quarters. But, really um, – if the Nuggets hit more threes, this maybe is even uglier. I just think it's got to do more with, you know, containing their half-court defense. And you saw what that could look like in the second half. You know, the Heat outscored them by six, whereas they were down 17 at the end of the first. Um, so and I think most of that really had to do with um, their defense. Uh, for our live viewers, we apologize for these uh, ridiculous commenters that are coming in here saying completely vile things. We apologize for that. We don't. We're trying to ban as quickly as possible. Uh, that's for the live audience, uh, the podcast listeners. You have the blessing of not having to see any of the ridiculous comments here on YouTube because you know what? Our fan base has had some great comments tonight, and I want to make sure that we highlight some good comments. So uh, let's bring up a few. Here's Nick Johnson. We can't have another Jimmy game like this, or this series will be over fast. I could not agree with you more. I want to see him aggressive from jump. A huge Jimmy game is what – I think we'll see in game two when they have to have it. Uh, Brady, take the next one. Every time that he got it down to 10, Nuggets would shoot a dagger pretty much. I mean, look, as much as we're going to sit here and talk about it, because I felt like we were going to do this anyway, like in the context of like, man, the Nuggets don't miss kind of the comments, but it's like they haven't missed much this entire playoffs. Like this has been them this entire run. So this is like you just kind of have to deal with these type of punches this entire time. Uh so I don't know. It's just the, the defensively is still my focus. Like as much as we talk about not being worried, we can see her talk about the offense all day. I'm not worried about Jimmy Butler figuring it out. I'm not worried about them missing this many open shots in a game throughout this run. It's still just about them figuring things out defensively. So yeah, those, those type of punches are the ones that I'm going to have to roll with. We're going to take one more comment here from George Gonzalez. You told you hold them to 104. I'm trying to help Alex out with his voice here. You hold them to 104. You should win that game. Caleb and Struess, one of 17. That's where we lost. I agree with you, man. I think that that's two guys that you needed to see better shooting from and a game where you hold them to 104 to your point. That is kind of the points per game range. And I also think from an offensive efficiency perspective, I'd like to see where this game landed for them on cleaning the glass and stuff like that and where their uh, offensive rating finished because it was tracking for a while as one of the worst playoff games that they had been playing so far offensively. And to not get that game does hurt, but they'll be ready for game two. 
Remember our sponsors, insurancebylanette.com, A Aggressive Insurance, um, Water Cleanup of Florida, mortgagebyarash.com, prize picks, use the code five, better edge, five RSN, that's to get 20 bucks. That's our gambling and our daily fantasy sponsors. Uh, Adrian has the last question that's going to take us out. This is a good one. Best way to maneuver the Jokic and Murray pick and roll served on a silver platter to Brady Hawk. And then we're out. Yeah. I still, I mean, I mentioned earlier, like there's not a good answer for it. Like there's literally, you just have to mix it up as often as possible. Like I said, the only thing that was the closest to them figuring like it looking okay was when Highsmith was on Jordan Murray. It, it looked good. Like that was the one time. Cause he literally, he, great he, stays, job, right? he stays attached to his hip. Like he really stays with him. doesn't matter if he goes over or under, like he's just there. And if he goes under, his wingspan, his contests are usually like enough. Uh, the question is if he can kind of stay in that range because there was sometimes where he like overhelped down on Jokic and then it was an open three. Like other than that, uh, he's just been that's kind of been their only option. But like in terms of schematics, how you deal with it, I mean, Bam's mostly going to be in drop because you cannot switch it. Because if they switch it, and we saw that early, like if the the Bam when Bam and Jimmy were in the action, when Jimmy was guarding Jamal Murray, they would switch it and Jimmy would front. They went to that a little bit, but like you, you cannot go to that for too long. Like, not just, a fan of that. Yeah, it's not something you could go with. You have to stay with Bam and drop. I guess the only other question is, do they start? You know, we had the discussion about where Jokic plays in the drop. Does uh-huh. Bam start playing higher in the drop? And maybe it's a little bit of like slight hedge and then recover kind of thing. Like, I feel like those are the little things they can mix in. But yeah, it's just, it's just a really tough two man game to cover. And that's why they're in the NBA Finals. That's why they just steamrolled the Western Conference. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say as we close is that I also noticed how deep Jokic drops. I mean, he is in the paint for every possession, the entire possession. And so they got to figure out a way to make them pay for that in some way, shape, or form. We'll see how they get there. Thank you for joining us. Uh, We will have you covered for game two. Brady, Alex, Alejandro Villegas on the ones and twos. Uh, make sure you're following Ethan J. Skolnick, as I know all of you are, Five Reason Sports, uh, and also Mateo Mayorga for coverage on site there in Denver. Uh, you'll find us on playback, fivereasonsports.com. Have a great night. Don't worry. Game two, another one to get. We're just going for the split. Good night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.